Welcome to the Kirk and Baker Show. I'm David Baker, along with my friend... Rogers Kirk at the Rogers Kirk and Baker Show. <laughs> well, Bacon, it's, Kirk that's show. right. I call, it the Kirk, I call it the Kirk and Baker Show. Yeah, well, and <laughs> um, how have you been? Because yeah. we haven't been together in a while. I know you've had, been taking care of family. Yeah, it's been uh, it's it's been a whirlwind, but you know, uh, it all comes back together. You know, that's right. Well, with prayer, well, how you been doing? Out, I'm doing good. Just doing living the dream here and keeping busy all, all the right. time. You know, all but right. that's what it is in the fall at St. Ambrose University, and we have a very special guest, one of my favorite people in the world. Your favorite person. It's, it's she's right now. Well, well I know yeah. you're up in the, you're up yeah, in that wait, list. Yeah. Wait. Wait a minute. Now, I'm, no, what I'm saying is. That she may be your one of your favorite. Yeah. She's hey, she's top escalon with 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 me. I'm gonna welcome our guest and then I'm gonna get down to some business. Because I'm gonna welcome Vera Kelly to K A L A. Thank you, Vera, for, for well, coming on I'm gonna to wel- this podcast. I'm gonna welcome you to the Kirk and Baker show. Yeah, welcome. Yeah. I am so pleased <laughs> to be here. Well, and I want to get one thing out of the way right away is uh, I know you make good gumbo and uh, you make you cook very good because wait, wait, at the wait, uh, NAACP wait, wait a minute, wait Christmas a minute, wait, bazaars. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Vera's kitchen. Wait a minute. Yes. You say no. She made good gumbo. That's what you say. But you you claim to make the best. I claim. <laughs> That was a. That you, was a you, I don't know a, if you've ever heard this, Miss Kelly. That was Ms. a contest Kelly. at the oh, church. Yes, I've heard con- that. Well, We've gotten into this before. Yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. talk about Vera Kelly, and I, I talk about uh, Helen Roberson uh, mm-hmm. making some good gumbo, and 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 Pastor doesn't want to hear that at no, all. I mean, there was a contest. I mean, I'm not bragging, but it was a contest. But and then I had they ate contest. all the gumbo, and they liked my gumbo the best. That was at, <laughs> that was at the NWC. That was with the NWCP. This right. was at the church, and I. <laughs> I was, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah it's mine was. How, how did you call it when it's it's, it's original, original uh, Louisiana uh, gumbo? Oh, it's a real the real deal. Not Mississippi, Louisiana, gumbo. Louisiana. Well, I follow the recipe. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, Vera, it's always good to have you here at the studios and to be on the Kirk and Baker show. We don't just let anybody on the air, you know, and that's why we wanted oh, you to. Oh, do I feel special. Good. You are special. Uh, tell us a little bit about you and what have you been doing? I know uh, as uh, uh, retired now from employment and past president of NAACP Unit 4019, what has been going on lately with you? Everything. I'm still busy, but I got a good uh, president for the NACP, Mike Gustin. He's doing real good, mm-hmm. but I, uh, I'm a lot of organizations, and I do things, you know, but I kind of pick and choose what I want to do. I go to the city council meeting because I got my youngest son is an alderman. He's doing so good. Oh, yes, he is. He, he knows how to get out with the people. He does. Well, he got it from his mama. That's right. That's right. Oh, that's <laughs> You got to reach the people. You right? got to reach the people. And I told him, you know, when you go out and you be with people, even if they say things or do things, you still <laughs> smile. And then you can get in the car or go to the house and just blow up, but let them know that, what you're doing, you like what you're doing, and you mean business. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Well, tell me about your time at the NAACP as the president, because I know that there was a lot going on, um, a lot of great community events. Uh, the organization has just excelled and gotten better and stronger uh, through the years, and we've had uh, great presidents, you, yourself and Larry Roberson, and and then we stand on the shoulders of those from the past who've done a good job, too. Yeah, TK was the one that really got me involved in that, because when he came here, I found out that he was my cousin, mm -hmm. and I was going to the NACP, but I started doing things, you know, that I like to do, and, and I like peoples, and I like helping peoples. And see, a lot of peoples don't know how to really speak for themselves. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you sit down and you let them know this is the way you do it. And so I was the longest president for the NACP. <laughs> I was the president for 15 years, and this year at the Freedom Fund Banquet, I got an award. All right. That's wonderful. So, yeah. Tell me a little bit about what you know about the early days of the Davenport Metrocom NAACP. Do you, we, we don't have a ton of photos or a lot of detailed information. I, I'm kind of curious, how did the organization operate? Where did they meet? Um, did they have Freedom Fund banquets, things like that? Well, when I first came here, you know, my dad gave me four things to do, and one of them was join the NACP. So we met, and I remember going to a banquet at the Black Hawk Hotel. Okay. And Jeffro Cribb was the president. Oh, okay. So when we got there, I think it was about 30, no, wasn't that many because we was in a little room, probably 20-some peoples there. Is that all? That's all. And I said, you know, with all the peoples in the Quad City, we can do better. So when TK came along and he started coming to our church, and then found out he was originally, his family was from Mississippi, and some of his family was you, in the mountain. you found out you were related to him. And oh. so I was related to him, and he got sick. Yeah. And he couldn't go to the National Convention, because he was on the Civil Rights, and he wanted to go to the Civil Rights Convention in the NACP. So he said, well, you is the vice president, and I went to L.A., and I saw all the peoples, you know, all around the world. And I said, hey, I can go back to the Quad City and we can do this. Absolutely. And we've got, and now at the Freedom Fund Banquet, there are hundreds of people yep, who come, yep, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. So then I talked to somebody and they said, go to St. Ambrose. We went to St. Ambrose and we start having, and we do, we have a nice turnout. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember... Um, the food at one of the last ones that was held, and we won't even say the name of the place, but the food wasn't very good at the place before St. Ambrose. And the, the chicken wasn't right, and the cornbread wasn't right, and, and you could just go down the list. Mm -hmm. And and uh, we got that fixed pretty quick coming up here to St. Ambrose for the Freedom Fund Banquet. That's been many years now. Yeah, yeah, because I think this was our maybe yeah. 12 or 13th year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Pastor Kirk was just a little kid back then when oh, uh, yeah, yeah. when they started coming. Yeah, but I I was president before she was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was he was the president. Were you pre president yeah. of NAACP? Oh yeah. yeah. So oh, yeah. so tell me, Pastor Kirk, what was your 
experience as president of NAACP? Well, I, I remember when uh, I call her Mother Kelly, Vera Kelly, Sister Vera Kelly, but when uh, when she came on board, when she was part of the NAACP, uh, she can tell you that it was hard to get people to support to do right. you know the committees that the NAACP have, and she can tell you she found herself doing most of the work. All of the work. <laughs> yeah, so that's how it was when I was. Mm-hmm. You, know, you found yourself doing all the work, the legal redress, all, all everything no fell up on your shoulders. And so. But I praise Janice Wood Bragg. You know, she was. Oh, what a wonderful person. She was the best. I think of her so often. I do too. You yeah. know, we started going to the state convention because. T-Case and I, that's one thing you do. You reach out, and we would go to Des Moines. And I remember one time we went, and it was ice on the ground, and Janice had that little car, <laughs> and we ran off the road. And she said, oh, when she stopped, are you okay? I said, don't worry about me. You the driver. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jan- yeah, Janet. Yeah, she, and she gave, if you had an officer, she gave you respect. She would. She was the secretary, but the treasurer didn't do his job, and she did the job for the treasurer too. You know, she whatever she done, she done it with decent and in order. And when she got sick, mm. I went to see her, and she said her brother said she don't want to see nobody. Mm. And she said that Madam President out there. I went and I told Reverend Cook, go talk to her. And I went, I was going to Des Moines to the state conference. And she told me, she said, girl, I don't think I'm going to make it. And I said, don't feel like that. But see, she was sicker than what she told us. Right. Mm-hmm. But she kept working She the cause. Yeah. She did because I found out she was sick when we had, what do we, we have at St. Ambrose, you know, and everybody come. Was it a Martin Luther King celebration? Possibly? No, it's all the churches and all, you know. Oh, the um, breakfast. Uh, the breakfast, the prayer breakfast. The prayer breakfast. Right, right. And she's supposed to have been meeting me here, and she didn't. And I went to her house. Yeah. And her car was there, and I knocked and knocked, and she came to the door. She said, I'm just as sick as I can be. But whatever she done, if it was so 4 o'clock in the morning, because I remember the first time I went to the convention in L.A., she had to get all the reports together. Mm-hmm. And she was out at UPS all night. Mm-hmm. And she had it together. When I got there, and Nadra Scott told me, he said, you tell Miss Janice that she did a great job, but she left one thing off. See, they knew if she, if she wanted to get something done, she didn't go behind. She went the one she had to do it with. Right. Yeah. And she was, as a matter of fact, she was... Uh, Treasure, secretary, when when I was president, yeah. so it that's and she, and she ran it because secretary does run things, you know. Yeah, they uh, do a lot of work. Yes, and, and, and so she was awesome. And Janet uh, started her career in uh, education at the public schools, and yeah, she was she a teacher at Wood Junior High School in Davenport. And I I believe uh, that you know how we live our lives is so important because she always left a good impression with me. It's interesting that uh, Palmer Bird was a teacher at Wood Junior High. Janet Woods Bragg was a teacher at Wood Junior High. And um, my relationship with them 
wasn't very close, but I had great respect for those two as individuals because of my contacts with them when I was in school. Mm-hmm. They were so positive. And my my happiest memory of Janet Woods Bragg is she taught us how to dance the hustle. Did she? In the PE class. She was a PE teacher. Yeah. And I don't know, Pastor Kirk, you're probably too young to remember the hustle, but uh, there, there was a you're dance right. called Dave, the hustle. Dave, you're right. I, I really don't know what you're talking about. I, I'm, was it was it during the time of the twist <laughs> about then? And she, so when I I put two and two together, and I said, wait a second. I talked to her one day. I said, you're not the Miss Woods from Wood Junior High. She goes, I'm the one and the only. And I said, oh, you you were wonderful. And the the girls respected her. And we didn't have the uh, female PE teachers. Uh, the guys didn't, at least back in that era. There was it was male teachers that taught mm-hmm. the guys, and it was female teachers taught the taught the girls. And uh, but for the dance portion of the class, where they did the silly square dancing and all that, that we had, uh, she taught us the hustle. And I remember uh, Coach uh, Coach Call and whoever else was up there uh, dancing, and and she was doing her thing dancing. And I thought this is the coolest person <laughs> in the world, and she. She taught square little Dave Baker how to do the hustle. hustle. How about that? So, but anyway, you've been surrounded by great people. I mean, oh, we could yeah. just go on and on and oh, talk about yeah. all the awesome people that you've yeah, had. And you know, when I became president, I said, I am going to, we're going to have a banquet and we're going to have important people. And so when I went to the national, you know, I'll be looking around now, who am I going to get for a president? Who I'm gonna get for the speaker? So, uh, my dad got an award from the NACP, and they wanted my sisters and brothers on me to come. I said, "Well, you all can talk." I summoned me a walk in. I'm bowling, and I, <laughs> I said, "So, Derek Johnson yeah. gave my dad an award." So the next year. They had it in Vegas, and he's he was the president of the Mississippi branch, and they always gave um, uh, receptions. And I love to go to the Mississippi reception because they had a lot of good food. <laughs> and I said, I want. But not I, as good as Pastor Kirk's. No, Well, you know what he what he would do was get fish from Cracker Barrel. Mm. And whatever city we was in, Cracker Bear would give him the fish, and they would get the hotel to fry it. So I walked up to him, and I said, uh, do you know Reverend Arthur Harold? He said, I just gave him an award last week. And I said, well, that's my daddy. And I said, you know what? I would love for you to be a speaker at our Freedom Fund Banquet. And he gave me the secretary number, and he told me, don't call her to May. So I was sitting there, and the next year, and I asked that one guy, he was from California, he said, Miss Kelly, how in the world did you get Derrick Johnson? I said, I just asked him. He said, well, how many members do you all have? I said, about 250. He said, we got 1,000 members in California, and he didn't come to our banquet. So I told him, it ain't what you know, it's who you know. <laughs> so, That's right. right. Well, speaking of, speaking of that, I mean, as being NAACP, mm-hmm. uh, former NAACP president, 
uh, I know that you're on. What what's some of the other organizations that uh, you're part of now? Oh, I'm a part of the, what am I a part of? The formative a uh, action, I was a part of that. Um, uh, Friends? Friends of MLK, we got that started. And, you know, I thank God for Bill Gloover because Bill Gloover came to Reverend Kirk. No, it's the other way around. Let's clear that up. Okay, well, no, let's if clear he it up. Came, I you went, went to Bill to Gloover. Him. Well, I know he came to the church, <laughs> and it was you, Bill Gloover, Ryan's, and myself. And they wanted to do something in the honor of Martin Luther King. So, yeah, Reverend Kirk, you know, he's a part of. He's good. He's, you know, I really appreciate him, and I told him. He should be honored because he is the longest pastor at Third Baptist, and I've been here for 56 years. But Reverend Patton was the longest, but then he left and came back. But Reverend Cook has been consistent. The more, the most consistent. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. you know, he didn't go nowhere. <laughs> I don't think he's going anywhere. Well, I'm, Genesis Group, uh, you're part of that. Oh, I'm part of the with uh, what's his name. The Doug, Doug Copper, we are part of the uh, organization. We meet once a month, and then they discuss what they're doing and how they're doing. And tell me what else I'm a part of. <laughs> and I do a lot of stuff at church. I'm a part of the trustee. I am on the mother's board. And... That great organization, the Pastors Aid. You know. Oh, yeah. well, I am a part of the Army Bearers. He called it the <laughs> yeah. Pastors Aid, so we take care of our pastor, you know. Well, tell me about uh, Third Missionary Baptist Church. What a great family that is. Tell tell me about the, the camaraderie well, I, and the yeah. and the fellowship at you the know, church. You know, when I got married, I... Well, before I got married, I finished high school, and then the NACP, I got a scholarship from the NACP and Russ College to go to college. So my husband moved to Waterloo, my boyfriend then, and then he didn't like he came to Davenport. So when he came and he asked my daddy, he said, well, you know, I got to ask him, can I marry you? I said, yeah, you know, that's the proper call. So my daddy gave me four things. He said, you join the NACP. Okay. He said, because they will help you. He said, you join the Eastern Star. And I was okay. a part of the Eastern Star, and I'm a part of the Eastern Star here. He said, and you go to Third Baptist, because my cousin, husband is the pastor. Now, he's never been to Devonport. Mm. And he said, don't forget, you're a Democrat. So I kept all four of those. You kept all those four. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, when we host the, and I'm a part of the bowling guilds, and I'm the uh, vice president of that. Well, tell me about your bowling. What's your average? Well, my average was 169, and then during the pandemic, you know, we couldn't bowl. Yeah. So now it's just up to 152, but I said it's Still was, pretty good. Well, yeah, I like going because it's seven cities that, you know, we meet and we greet. And, you know, when you meet people like that, 
and you have ceremonies and stuff. You know, we bowl, but then we have ceremonies where we eat and have a preacher to speak and all that. Because I remember when Mayor Clips, when we hosted it, and I said, a mayor has got to be there to give the invitation to all seven cities. And he had his family in St. Louis. He said he told his wife, now, I got to get back to Davenport. Mm. And when he came back, you know, and it was, it was really nice. And so, you know, I enjoy what I'm doing. I love to be around people's. And I am on, like Reverend say, I'm on a lot. I'm on the mother's board. But before I was on the mother's board, I was on deaconess board. And, you know, you try to help families that need help. And whenever they have a problem, I ain't going to the school system. Because uh, TJ, I, I went to uh, Harlem's own school in New York. Well, Dr. Tate asked me, did I want to go? And I said, I just retired. And, you know, I know that's going to take a lot of money. So my husband said, where you go? So I went and I told him, yeah. Then he said, the school will send me. Okay. Yeah. I got to meet Gregory Kennedy, the guy that owns it, you know, that started mm -hmm. it. And while I was sitting there, the man that taught us, well, I went home and I was telling my nephew, I said that, you know, I said, he was really good. And I said, he said he helped the kids and all while we was in this great big building, you never seen kids running in the hall and all, then they got the bad kids, but they trained them up. So my nephew, he he was teaching in Itabina, Mississippi. He said, that's the man come down and organized our school. You know, and I said, well, it's a small world. And then Gregory came that day, and I said, Clyde Mayfield and my son, Ralph, TJ, and Rick, he was the uh, principal at, over here on Harrison at um, the school right there on Locust. What's the name of that school? Smart. Right there on Locust and Brady. JB? No. No. The old JB? The elementary school. Smart? Oh, uh, Madison. 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 Yeah, 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 Madison School. Well, yeah. Anyway, yeah. we all were sitting there, so we went to lunch. Mm -hmm. And when we. And uh, uh, when we come back from lunch, well, TJ and all of them, they stayed out. And then I said, I wonder what they waiting on. So I come in. And he said, well, we met Mr. Kennedy. I said, that's the way y'all do. I said, now, Clyde, my son, and myself, we waiting on y'all. You know we hadn't met him. And I said, you know, I wouldn't have done you guys like that. So when we was in class, I was just giving them a hard time. So they had to catch the plane. So I told Mr. Meadows, I said, I got to go out and tell these guys goodbye. He said, the way you talk to them in the classroom? I said, yeah, but if the plane, if my plane fall, uh, either their plane fall and something happen, it'll be well with my soul because I feel I got it all out. <laughs> he said, well, I never thought about it like that. But, uh, no, I, you know, I've done a lot of things. 
within the school system. I even, uh, you know, when the kids have a problem with the teacher and all, because about last year I went to Williams with one of the parents, and she was telling me yesterday she had a problem. I said, well, you go to TJ. Don't be afraid to step out. <clears throat> you know, if you step out by yourself when you're doing right, God is on your side. There you go. And he'll uh -huh. have people that fall in with you. Uh -huh. Well, one thing that I've noticed about you through the years is how, you know, there, we talk so much today about DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. You believe in that inclusion. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, you made David Baker feel very welcome to come to anything that you're ever involved in. And I just always feel like that door is open and yes. and uh, I can go right to you and ask you something and you'll send me to the right people yep. to get the answer. But. Well, my daddy taught me that. He says, it's not about race, it's about grace. Wow. Mm -hmm. Pastor Kirk, you have a good member of your church right here. I, I tell you, I am very uh, And you proud. tell me what I do for you. <laughs> Once a week. Once once a week, what? No, no. What does she bake bake some cobbler or something like that? <laughs> you know what? Well, we can talk about that later. <laughs> Pastor no. and I do talk about baked goods too much. Do In they? fact, do, yeah, yeah, listening to this podcast, by the way, we should have a warning. It'll it'll increase your weight by at least a pound or two. Oh really? Yeah. We're always oh, talking yeah. about yeah. food. We're always talking about pies yeah. and cakes, yeah. yeah. But but uh yeah. well, she as as she just does this because she's that kind of member every you know, every week every, every week she brings food mm. food f o o d food chicken right or she cooks but she's outstanding cook but she's an outstanding member and uh i'm gonna just tell you she loves a pastor i do and i told him you know when he first came to Third Baptist, you know, he was kind of standoffish. And I saw him win him over. <laughs> so I would have dinner for the preachers for a revival, and I invited him, and he didn't come. He wasn't a pastor then, so I took his food to church that night. Yeah. And I, I said, Reverend, I got your dinner in the car. He said, well, I get it after church. So he goes in the office, and I sit, I wait, I sit, and I wait. He didn't come. I took it in there. I right said, here's your dinner. You can eat it or throw it away. I'm not taking it back home. But, you know, I, I'm a person like this. In order to make friends, you got to make yourself friendly. So I try to be friends with you, and if I be friend with you, and you know, God give me that spirit. I know when you're not my friend, but I still don't let you know. It's certain things I keep to myself. Well, Vera Kelly, you've just done a great job in our community. And well, thank you. You've, you've left a legacy with your, your son doing good work in the, the community. Miss your husband so much. Always, always such a wonderful friend. Uh, mm -hmm. Smile on his face every time he saw me at an event. And you know, I've seen him at hundreds of th hundreds of events. He's always along uh, and always helped and always was a well, great, great part of our community. And, and you know, my son and I, we we got vine. I'm a part of Vine Ministry too, 
and, you know, we had to go out and give donations. And on Saturdays, we get food baskets from JB. And you ought to come by there sometime and see the line. Well, that's one reason we wanted you here uh, to be with us today, because you're the type of voice that uh, we need to, to have resonate in our community. You do so much in our community. You give uh, unselfishly, and, and that's what we want to share with this community in this podcast, uh, the people that we have in our community who are doing great things and do it uh, without having the pat on the back, without having uh, the financial gain, but just do it because they just, uh, they love, one, they love God, and they believe in ideas of, of helping one another. And uh, so we, that's why we want to have you. Yeah. want to have you here, and we want to say to you, thank you so very much for coming and sharing. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, because you are a, a, a strong voice uh, in this community. And so we want to let you know that we appreciate you for all that you do. Yeah, more than you'll ever know. Right. We appreciate you. Well, sure. I, you know, I am thankful because I told, you know, I tell my kids, when I pass on, I don't, you know, don't nobody have to be there but the undertaker to preach in y'all because I don't know what they're saying. I don't know what they're doing. And when my husband died, and I and I said, Lord, I thank you, because when nobody at the graveside but Reverend Cook, my nephew did come down. And I said, God fixed it so the pandemic, because so many people's come, and they want to speak, and they want to talk, and they want to do this. Because my sister was telling me, she said, girl, she went to Levada's Hall Fiona, and, you know, they don't hear it. I said, but when I had the COVID and my husband passed, all the church members, they would call. Say, what do you want? They fix it. I said, well, sit it on my porch in the swing. And then when my son come by, he would get it and bring it in the house. I said, but they didn't have to do that. I feel better with somebody doing that. And then when I die, I stand up and say, well, you know, she was good in the community. I didn't hear it. Yeah. Well, we, we wanted to. You own that, so we can, yeah, 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 we can share that with you uh, okay. publicly, and just to kind of tell you, the community needs to hear uh, more of uh, more people like you, and there's and people like you are few and far between. But we thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, Vera Kelly, thanks for being with us today on the Kirk and Baker Show. All right, I didn't know. You Notice when that. I titled this show, I put Kirk's name out in front because <laughs> okay. I respect my brother that much. All right, so that, okay. yeah. Well, we, well, we appreciate. You. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we appreciate you, and, and uh, thank you for being a part of the Kirk and Baker Show. Yeah, thank you for listening, everybody, and we'll be back next time with a, another great guest, or guests. That's correct. I mean, we yeah. might have more than one next You time. know, I think we've already lined up. You know, uh, we were supposed to have uh, Glenda Guster right. here, and I saw her uh, at Sting Saturday. She said that she would be on to talk about that water and... Oh, oh yeah, the e- ecology uh, the ecology group, part of the NAACP. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's yeah. going to Jackson, Mississippi, and that's where my sister lives. Yeah. And I told my sister, I said, girl, I'm going to tell you where they're going to be at, and you go get you some water, honey. Okay. <laughs> so, All right. So that should be our next guest. That would be. All right. And, uh, doing great things in our community. Well, thank you, Vera Kelly. Thank you, everybody. And thank you, Rogers Kirk. Well, thank you, Dave. And thank all of you for listening again to the Kirk and Baker Show. Yeah.